me until victory comes. So just going to open up in prayer. Adonai, I thank you uh, for this Shabbat day. I thank you for your presence here with us. Lord, even though things are uh, unusual and we can't meet together as a congregation, you are still here in our midst over the airwaves, and we are grateful for that. And we thank you that you have a word to speak to our hearts today, and we want to have ears to hear what your spirit would say and a, the heart and will to obey. So speak to each one of us, God. I pray that none of us would be distracted uh, during this message, but we would have ears to hear what your spirit is saying. In Yeshua's name, amen. So yesterday, Rabbi Michael and I called for a day of prayer and fasting uh, as our world is getting more and more out of control. Our religious uh, liberties are being trampled on, especially here in the state of New York, along with our personal freedoms. In our state in particular, I said, as I said, there's this anti-God and anti-faith sentiment among our governing officials. In fact, our superintendent of the New York District of the Assemblies uh, said that our state's guidance, in other words, the things that they put out for, uh, uh, for congregations, has become hostile to houses of worship. And as I said on my uh, post on Facebook yesterday calling for prayer and fasting, our world is in a mess. Anarchy and chaos is the norm. Double standard standards abound. Fear controls the hearts of many, and lawlessness is accepted. And we need to make our voices heard as the body of Messiah. And one of the best ways for us to do that is through prayer, and, uh, uh, and we need to engage the enemy. And part of prayer is fighting him. Often we think of prayer as petition, God, we need this, and that's good. But prayer is also fighting the enemy, spiritual warfare. And I want to encourage us that, to remember that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the powers and principalities of heaven. And as we have watched the senseless murder of a black man being videotaped and then followed with looting and destroying of businesses across our nation over the last week and a half, friends, uh, we need God to move. It is, un, uh, uh, it is, and this unreasonable control exercised by our government, which, as I said, infringes on our personal freedoms and, and our religious liberties. Michael and I were talking about this yesterday, and when you look at what is happening, you know it is the work of hell, because what do we know the enemy comes to do? Still kill and destroy. And that's all you see in our world right now, is stealing, killing, and destruction. And as we've said numerous times from this pulpit and in conversations with many of you, we know that the enemy has that one desire. And that desire is to see us defeated. And we've often quoted Jeremiah, for I know the plans I have for you, says Adonai, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. Well, I want to tell you that Hasatan also has a plan. And his plan is to destroy your life. His plan is to destroy this world. Unbeknownst to us, when we called for prayer and fasting yesterday morning, I find, found out later, much later in the day, that yesterday was a day where witches across this country, because of a full moon, uh, whatever something to do with the moon, called for witches across this country to, to gather together or, and to make their curses against the body of Messiah, against our government leadership. Friends, if we need to pray at any time, this is the time and this is the hour. 
The enemy wants to wear out the saints. He wants to take control of our world and push God out and marginalize us as believers. He wants this world to be void of God and godly influence, and he has been working big time in the last three months through the airways of our media and through our governing officials. I have never seen such fear as I see today. I'm in several uh, groups on Facebook, community groups. Uh, in my community, I live in the Longwood uh, School District, so I've been in that uh, community for years. And when I look at the post and I read them, there is such fear gripping the hearts of so many people. Satan has gained momentum in the last three months, and he does not want to stop. But God. But God. As we sing, God of revival, he's the God of the impossible. Our God has another plan for this world, friends. He has another plan for this state, another plan for this island, Long Island, and another plan for this community of Beth Emanuel and for your family. He promises to pour out the latter rain and to send revival and a great awakening. And don't you know, overnight, as we said a few weeks ago in one of our devotionals, the story of Elijah and the famine, it changed overnight. The same thing can happen in our world today. Our world may not know it, but it is in desperate need, as I said yesterday, of a touch from God Almighty. And I wish I could just take some of what is within my spirit and just put it into your heart directly this morning. Because hell is working over time, as I said, against the body of Messiah. Hell is working against you, against uh, me, against this congregation, against uh, your family, against your children against your marriage, and he is using flesh and blood to manipulate and control us as he seeks to accomplish his plan on the earth. And friends, I'm convinced that we need to rise up as mighty men and women of uh, valor and faith and do our part joining with the host of heavens that is waging war on our behalf right now. Understand, there is a heavenly battle taking place right now over the lives of men and women, over you and over me. And it's time that we join that. And in fact, if there's a one thing that I want you to take from this message today, it would be this one word, fight. People of God, we need to fight. And prayer is one of the greatest ways for us to fight. So I want to encourage you with a few things here this morning about engaging the enemy. The first is simply don't sit idly by or be passive against Hat Satan and the forces of darkness. Rav Shaul put it this way to young Timothy. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you testified so well of your faith before many witnesses. This Greek word here, uh, was a familiar term used in the writings of both military and athletic endeavors. And it was used to emphasize the concentration, discipline, conviction, and effort needed to win in both arenas. It pictures this straining every nerve towards the uttermost, towards the goal. It also means to exert oneself to fight, to labor fervently, 
It denotes serious effort and energy. It implies great exertion against great difficulty and suggests persistent effort. All of these picture an intense struggle for victory. Then to see victory in our lives today, it's not going to come if we sit passively by, okay? It's not going to come if we just sit there twiddling our thumbs. And this uh, Greek word used here is in the pre present intense imperative mood. What does that mean, Rabbi Carol? Well, imperative means it's a command, and we see this over and over again, that God is commanding us to fight, the fight of faith. Many of us don't want to fight, but I want to tell you there's no neutral ground. God is encouraging us to put in great effort in the battle that is raging on this earth and in our lives. What we are seeing manifest in the natural is just a picture of what is going on in the spiritual realm. You have to understand that. Hell is going to attack us whether we fight back or not. I think of the movie Patriot, which takes place during the Revolutionary War, and the main character is a widower raising his family, and he wants no part at all in the fighting. He tries to stay out of things, even though others are urging him and saying, you have to take a stand, you have to fight. He refuses until one day the enemy shows up at his house and kills one of his sons. It is then that he realizes he is in the battle whether he wants to be or not. Friends, I want to tell you, whether you want to be or not, you are in the battle of the ages, the battle for our uh, community of faith, the battle for our world, for our religious uh, liberties, for our personal freedoms, the battle for your children, for your marriage. Don't ignore the enemy. He is real. Kepha tells us, in Kepha Allah, 1 Peter chapter 5, be self-controlled and alert because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. I'm going to tell you right now, if you refuse to fight, if you remain passive, hell's not going to back down. The force of the darkness will come right into your house and will still kill and destroy whatever it can while you sit idly by. Friends, I'm here to tell you we cannot be passive anymore. We need to be aggressive and we need to be on the offense. We must get off the sidelines and engage the enemy who is running rampant in our world today. We need to fight. Well, how am I supposed to fight, Rabbi Carol? Prayer and fasting. Now, we did a whole series on prayer and fasting right before this quarantine and lockdown. And I know, you know, we talked about it extensively. Friends, we need to be more engaged today than we were three months ago as we came to the end of that series. Don't sit by doing nothing because you will be affected just like everyone else in the world. The second thing I believe God wants to encourage us is do not turn back on the day of battle. Retreat is not an option. 
I've said this before, this scripture from Tehillim 78, 9 is one of the saddest scriptures I've read. The sons of Ephraim, armed shooters of bows, turned back on the day of battle. They were ready for war. They had all the equipment that they needed. But when it came time to fight, they turned their backs on the battle. Friends, we need perseverance. Again, you cannot uh, hide away in your home thinking it's not going to touch you. It already has impacted you. The fact that you cannot meet here in this building today tells you that you have been impacted by what is going on in our world today. All right? And hell is not going to back down. Hell wants to turn and has turned our world upside down and inside out, and hell wants to continue. Hell has an agenda. But I'm here to tell you that the God of revival is greater than hell, and he is looking for men and women, young people, children, that will rise up and say, God, you can count on me. I am here today. I will fight the fight of faith. I will stand against injustice. I will not allow hell to take over my uh, community, to take over Long Island, to take over New York State, to take, take over America. I will fight against the forces of darkness. I will pray and I will fast. I will join the heavenly forces. We need perseverance. The writer of Messianic Jews, Hebrews chapter 10, says this. So do not throw away your confidence. Who is your confidence in? Not me or Rabbi Michael. Our confidence is not in ourselves. God knows we don't have confidence in ourselves. But our confidence is in the God of revival. I know that I know that my God is able. I know that my God does not like what he is seeing on this earth. I know that he is calling for the saints, for the Kiddushim, the body of Messiah, to rise up and stand against what is going on in our world. My confidence is in him. You need to persevere, the writer of Hebrews says, so that when you have done the will of Adonai, you will receive what he has promised. And what has he promised? He has promised revival, a great awakening. He says that he's going to pour out the latter rain. Friends, this is the hour when we need to see God manifest and show himself in our world as in days gone by. We need another Azusa Street. We need another Hebrides revival. We need God to move in our world. But God is always using men and women. And he's looking for men and women today who will say, God, I'll pay the price. I will fast. I will pray. I will grab hold of the altar and not let go until you manifest. We need men and women like Evan Roberts who said, God, this land belongs to you, and I will fight for it until you give me souls for your kingdom and you change things. Perseverance is not merely hanging on. It's not just a passive thing of let's just stick in here until it's all over. Once again, again, talking about the meaning behind the Greek word used here, just to share from an article I was reading on it, it portrays a picture of steadfastly and unflinchingly bearing up under a heavy load. Friends, I don't know about you, but we feel oppressed. We shared this 
in the, the leadership meeting, our board meeting yesterday, Robert Michael shared it in the study and prayer. It is oppressive what we are living under, a heavy load. And it describes that quality of character which does not allow one to surrender to circumstances or to succumb under trial. The picture is that of steadfastness, constancy, and endurance. It has in it a forward look, the ability to focus on what is beyond the current pressures. It goes on to say that perseverance is that spiritual staying power that will die before it gives in. It is the virtue which can endure, not simply with resignation, just have to make it through this, but with a vibrant hope. Friends, that's what God is looking for you, from for you and me today, that we would be those who persevere, that we would be steadfast, and our focus would be beyond what we see with our natural eyes to the hope and the promise that God has given us. Friends, on the day of battle, do not retreat. This is exactly what the enemy wants. Do not try to bargain with him or compromise. Know this truth. Hasatan is out to take all. He wants to defeat and destroy the kingdom of God and each of us who are in that kingdom. He wants to overthrow uh, the kingdom of light. He wants to wreak havoc in our lives. He wants to cause us pain. He wants to make us miserable. He wants to discourage us. He wants to wear us out. He is vicious and he is ruthless. He wants no bargaining. He wants no compromise. And I'm going to tell you right now, he thinks he can win. Now, I've read the end of the book, right? And so have many of you. And I know that in the end, he loses forever. But right now, he is on a rampage because he thinks that he can win. And he looks at you and me, and he scoffs, thinking that we are no match for him. Similar, I was uh, looking at uh, the, uh, the story of Hezekiah and Sennacherib. And remember, Sennacherib came, and he was scoffing at Hezekiah and the Judeans, saying, you think your God is going to be able to deliver you from me? Well, the enemy is saying the same thing to the body of Messiah today. You think your God is going to stop what I have put into motion? Yes, I do. So we have two choices, let him win or fight to victory. Adonai says, stand your ground and press forward. The enemy is entrenched, and he may look more powerful than you and me. It may seem hopeless, as Rabbi Michael said there at the end of worship. When you look at our world today, how could good come out of what is going on? How can God get through the mess, the violence, and the hatred? But I want to tell you, if we persevere and if we put our effort into the battle like we have never done before, victory will come. Not just for us personally, but for our world, for our family, for our children, your grandchildren. For those who don't yet know Messiah. He is a God of the impossible. There's no mountain he can't break through. There's no wall, prison walls he cannot tear down.
I don't care what is going on in the world around you. Our God is greater, but he always uses men and women. And gosh, guys, we need to rise up today. Rise up to fight the fight of faith. And finally, I want to encourage you, we need to use the anointed weapons that God has given us against the kingdom of darkness. Rob Shule says this in 2 Corinthians 10, 10 verses 3 through 5, For although we do live in the world, we do not wage war in it a worldly way, because the weapons we use to wage war are not worldly. On the contrary, they have God's power for demolishing strongholds. We demolish arguments and every arrogance that raises itself up against the knowledge of God. Rav Shaul is telling us exactly what our weapons will do. The weapons of our warfare, they're not the weapons of this, this earth. They're mighty weapons that God has given to us, and they will demolish the works of darkness in our lives and in the world around us. In Ephesians, he lays out what those weapons are. Listen to these verses, Ephesians 6, verses 11 through 8. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us. You understand what he's telling us? God has given us, the body of Messiah, everything we need to defeat the enemy and see him put to flight so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser, in other words, of Hasatan. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, friends. It is not flesh and blood, although I know some of you would like to grab the neck of some of our, our flesh and blood people around us. But our battle is not with flesh and blood. It is with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. Understand, Satan and his demonic forces, they are in rebellion. They rebelled against God, and they are uh, working overtime in the heavenly realms to take control of this world. For they are a powerful class of demons and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor. Wear all the armor. Wear all, all the armor that God provides you so you're protected as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand up on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. That is why we call for prayer and fasting. Friends, this weaponry that God has given us will bring victory over darkness. 
And once again, I want to say, make a call, a call to the body of Messiah to awake from its slumber and to join in the battle that is raging, raging over our world today. Rav Shaul encourages us, be alert. Kepha encourages us to be alert. Yeshua encourages us, watch and pray. I'm going to tell you the battle is not going to be won by you sitting at home watching Netflix and saying, que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. Friends, you need to open up your eyes to what the enemy is doing in our world today before it is too late. What good is your shield of faith if you do not hold it up? How effective is the sword of the spirit, the word of God, if you leave it at home or tucked away in your closet somewhere? How effective is it if you don't speak out against the lies of hell? Why does the body of Messiah neglect these powerful weapons that God has given us, including the powerful weapon of prayer? Friends, we need to pray passionately like we have never prayed before. The cry of intercession needs to rise up before the throne of God. As I'm, I'm thinking about the series we did years ago on revivals. And if any of you remember that series, every revival, every great moving of God started with someone. And sometimes only one or two people who were committed to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray passionately, to grab hold of God until he was brought down into their world and they changed the landscape of the world around them. That's what we need today. Beth Emanuel, Rabbi Michael and I are calling you. And if you are watching this and you're not a part of Beth Emanuel, we're calling you to join us in the fight of faith, to be passionate and to pray and to fast. Yes, today, but begin to fast more again during the week. We render our weapons ineffective because they lay at our side. I want to encourage you, pick up your sword. Begin to use it skillfully against hell. Grab your shield of faith. Pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and continue to pray. We lose battle after battle simply because we don't use the weapons that have been given to us. And we lose battle after battle because, as, uh, in general, for the last probably good 50 years plus, the body of Messiah has sat idly by while laws are passed that are anti-God, while uh, uh, practices that are anti-God abound in our world, and we don't say anything. Friends, that needs to change. We need to be radical for Yeshua. There's a lot of radical people in our world today. They are standing up and fighting for their cause. You and I need to be radical for the cause of Messiah, that the kingdom of God would be established on this earth and that darkness would be put to flight. As we fight, remember that Adonai is on our side. He fights for us. In Divrei Hayamim, 2 Chronicles 32, the story of Hezekiah referred to, 
It says, with him is the arm of flesh, meaning King Sennacherib, but with us is Adonai, our God, to help us fight our battles. Friends, we are on the side of the King of Kings, of El Shaddai, God Almighty, the one who is, who was, and is to come. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He knows no defeat. Do you understand that? God has never been defeated. Never been defeated, and he's not going to be defeated now. He is all-powerful, and he is seated eternally upon the thrones of heaven and earth. And because of that, we can walk in victory. We should not be paralyzed because we are in battle. We should not shrink back. We should not be discouraged. We should not run and hide. No, 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 my friend. It is time to rise as, again, as the mighty men and women of Adonai that you are. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are a mighty man. You are a mighty woman of God. Don't be like the Israelite army who shrunk back in fear at the sight of Goliath. But be like David who dared to believe that the God he served was more powerful and able to deliver him on that day against Goliath. Have that same spirit. Goliath, you may come to me with a sword, but I come to you in the name of the living God of the armies of Israel whom you defy today. And we need to say that in the face of darkness right now. Hell, you have been defying the living God of Israel, and we are coming against you today in his mighty name, and you must flee. You cannot have control of my children. You cannot have control of my marriage. You cannot have control of my finances. You cannot have control of Long Island. You cannot have control of New York State. You cannot have control of America. You cannot have control of this world. No, Adonai has not set you and me up for defeat. He wants us to know that he has not sent us into battle to lose but to win. Friends, keep your shields up. Remember, it's not time to sit idly or passively. It's not a time to retreat. It's time to use our anointed weapons, and it is time to fight until the enemy is routed. Adonai says, fight fight, fight, fight. The enemy has been defeated. We are the victors. Pray fast. Use the weapons that Adonai has given you to see hell defeated in our world uh, at large, but in your life. Some of you have some personal situations that are pretty serious. Hell is attacking your family, your children, your marriage, your finances. Friends, fight, fight to see hell broken off those areas of your life. If you can't fight for your child, who will? If you can't fight for your marriage, who will? If you can't fight for your unsaved loved one, who will? As the body of Messiah, rise up. Let's say to the force of, of darkness, you cannot have my child. You cannot have my marriage. You cannot have my community of faith. You cannot have Long Island. You cannot have New York. You cannot have America. We need to commit to fighting the power of darkness until victory comes. He is the God of revival, and he wants to pour out his spirit on our world today to touch the hardest heart, 
and set it free. Let us join in the battle that is raging all around us. In Yeshua's name, amen. Amen. Let me close in prayer and speak the ironic benediction. And again, just continue to press in and fight the fight of faith. God, I thank you for your exhortation today. God, we hear your call to us like we've never heard before. It is the day and it is the hour when the body of Messiah must stand up. And God, I am saying, he nae Here I am. He nae Here we are, my family. He nae Here we are, the family of Beth Emmanuel. God, we will not shrink back at this hour. We hear you calling us. God, we want to rise up like a William Seymour, like an Evan Roberts, God, like those two women who prayed in the Hebrides revival. God, we are here to fight the fight of faith, to see your glory and your power manifested that totally changes what is going on in our world today. We hear your call, God. We will not shrink back. We rise up to fight with the heavenly host until breakthrough comes in our world and in our families and in the situations we face. In Yeshua's name. Amen.